I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We cannot wait to begin our next online yoga teacher training program. It's going to be amazing. It's 16 weeks of online and live and recorded content, which is just amazing because it fits in with your life uh, and rather than the other way around where you have to sometimes take like four weeks off to finish a yoga teacher training. For me, I know I was doing 10 weeks of full 20 hours on every weekend, which was a lot. It was great, but not ideal if you have a life. So this is why <laughs> this is why I love our yoga teacher training. Not only that, we have an amazing faculty team lined up for you. So you'll be learning from some of the best in the yoga world, and I can't wait to introduce you to them. If you've been thinking about doing your yoga teacher training, if it's something on your bucket list, now is the time. I'm going to pop the link into the show notes so you can join the waitlist and you'll be first to hear all about it. It's simply transformational. That is that is the sentence I'm hearing again and again and again from our graduates. Okay, let's get into the episode. Welcome to episode 396, our business journey part two. Now, I'm worried. Is this going to be three parts or two parts? Because we can't seem to um, be succinct enough because I keep remembering things that we have to include that we didn't even write down on our oh my gosh. timeline journey. If you missed last week's episode, I would recommend go back to part one so you get the entire story. But beginning here is also a great place to begin. So if you've already pressed play and you can't be bothered to go back, just just stay listening. It's a great thing. But where did we leave you? We left you with the story. We had just said no to an accelerator program. So um, people wanted to invest in our business. They wanted to give us $25,000 for 25% of our business. We thought this was a great deal. We went to Tropical Think Tank, met amazing people, one of them being Dan, uh, Dan Norris, and he said, you have a great brand. I love your brand. Your brand is worth way more than $25,000 for 25%. What the hell are you doing? We thought, oh, okay, maybe we should question this. And we did. And we said no. And we then realized we're going to do this ourselves. We're going to make this happen. Yeah. And, you know, at that conference, we really learned a lot because it was, we were like the dumbest in the room. Such a good place to be. Yeah. So we were surrounded by really smart people, businesses that were making a lot of money, like, you know, seven figures, uh, run rates. And so we were making not very much. Uh, I can't remember at that stage. Maybe, maybe we we probably had hit. I think yeah, we, we had hit the six figure mark. Yes. So, but it was about, I think we were like, you know, it wasn't 200,000. Like 100. It was like, it was 120 like 120 or something. Yeah. Yeah. A year. So like, hey, that's pretty good for when you're just starting out and you have Absolutely. no idea what you're doing. Uh, however, it was really amazing to be surrounded by these other people who knew so much more than us and, and had been way more established. Also, they were a, a lot older than us, I will say. No, there were actually some younger people too. 
Um, but a lot of people were in the business a lot longer than us. Let's yes. say that. Like they'd they'd been in it for years and years longer than us. So it was a great place to be because our minds were literally getting blown with every, you know, every session. And it felt like, holy moly, like this is the magic juice because now we have like these, these, this list that was like miles long of things to action that will actually make a big dent into our business, a positive dent. Mm. Uh, you know, we were learning about sales funnels. We were learning about, um, inter- um, sorry, email marketing. Uh, we were learning, you know, systems. And it was just kind of mind-blowing and we were so excited by it all. We were also exhausted because, you know, at events you get so tired and we're like those introverted extroverts where like we, we're so loud and uh, full of energy in the conference and then it's like we just like, oh, my God, we need some time out. Uh, so we did hide away in the in the lovely hotel a little bit too. I just like have such good memories of being in the Philippines and like this amazing conference and then the pool and the hot weather and us being like, we just need to hide. <laughs> we just yeah. need to be by ourselves. <laughs> yes. And I remember having on the last day of that um, first conference, having like the mango smoothies by the beach oh, and like I'll yes. always remember that taste. Yes. Um, the I best mean, mangoes I, in the best world. Best mangoes ever. Uh, and also lining up for the bacon at the um, <laughs> breakfast buffet because they hid the bacon from all of the Westerners. <laughs> so funny yeah because they eat too much <laughs> you had to go and ask for your bacon which i thought was pretty smart actually because yeah yeah people eat too much at buffets um so this was a big lesson for us i guess when we said no like being careful of i guess some relationships but also embracing others so not being mm. not being naive and knowing like when perhaps you're being taken advantage of and then yes you know what just when people want to help you so it was at the same time where like you know there was this one person in particular and you know they just wanted to be part of what we had created and jump onto it without really doing any of the work and you know acting as if like they were helping us but there was this ulterior motive that we kind of you know we missed it Mum, she didn't miss it. Mum was like, you, you saw girls, it. she saw it from the get-go. She was like, you girls be careful. Like, come on. And then we were like, no, 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 no. Like, they're just trying to help and this was not right. So that's just a big lesson. Like, just be mindful of that. But then also embrace it when you, you have a relationship and they just want to help you because these people exist. I tell you what, these people exist and they are the they are the great humans of the world, the ones that just want to help. And you've got no idea why do you want to help? Uh, they just want to help. They see something, they get inspired. A lot of the time, a lot of the feedback we'll get um from when people just want to help us is like they remember the early stages of business and how exciting it was and they see that they see themselves in us and so they just want to help us. That was like at the beginning, so many people just wanted and, to help. And who, who are you? Well, I, I feel like you're focusing on one person in particular and that's our amazing great friend, Jared. Jared. You know, he, we call him the internet, what do we call him? The internet our godfather internet God. the internet fairy God. <laughs> He's a fairy godfather. <laughs> He's literally, I mean, we met him at that first tropical think tank and, you know, since then, he's really helped us in so many ways and he continues to and we are always forever grateful for him and everything he's done 
even us. though sometimes he'll he'll message me and I don't oh, want to open it because I'm like, oh no, what's Jared telling me now? Like, what's what's he adding to my list or what? Oh, yeah. What do I need to change? And uh, sometimes he can be very brutally honest, <laughs> which is it's a good thing. It's a good thing, but sometimes it's like no yeah sometimes I take it personally and then I just have to step away from that okay so <laughs> networking was a big is has been a big part of our journey going to these events have changed our lives we still hang out with these people we still talk to these people like obviously not everyone but like we have built relationships all over the world and we have so many people we could turn to to ask for help uh, and vice versa. And it's really, really, really special. Like I can think of so many people just off the top of my head that I'm like, oh my gosh, like we met them at events and like, wow, how amazing. It's amazing, really. So definitely uh, going to conferences, going to events is a very big positive. Obviously don't go to too many because they can get overwhelming and uh, yeah, focus more, I guess, on quality versus quantity. So we had decided uh, let's go all in. We had already done our first challenge. We talked about that. We then did many, many more challenges. One big thing that happened at this time was we wanted to publish a book. Hey, I should tell you also another thing we said no to, um, which was happening around this time as well. We we actually got accepted for a book deal um, mm. and we said no to that. And we decided that we wanted a book with pictures because they weren't going to allow us to have colored pictures. And we're like, oh, stuff that. We want colored pictures. And so we decided to self-publish our first hard copy cookbook. We've done a whole episode on this before. We'll link to it in the show notes. It was a nightmare process at the end, but we we got through it. We made it happen. We learned some lessons. Not enough, apparently, because the second time we did the hard copy cookbook, uh, which was a much better printing process, we forgot how long things take to travel from China to Australia. Um, and I mean, not not that big of a deal, but it was a big deal back then. Okay. I just so- want to say, like, and you know, in hindsight, I feel like we should have said yes to that book deal. Like, I feel like we should have been like, no, let's just do it and see what happens mm-hmm. uh, and being less attached to what we want. I think in hindsight, if I could go back and not that I need to go back, but I think that was an amazing opportunity. And sometimes, sometimes you, you need to step back and and rethink everything. And I think back then we probably should have said yes mm. uh, because, it, you know, it was with a pretty established, you know, book publishing, Hay House Publishing. Uh, however, I'm sure it will all make sense one day why we said no. And I think, you know, it has already made sense, but I think we could have said yes and also then published our own book as well with the pictures. Yeah. And I think maybe potentially the book, that book, I mean, you you can write more than one book, can't you? But yes, uh, I think back then, you know, we know so much more now and I feel like we have a lot more to say. I yeah, probably could... we'd be really embarrassed about yeah, that book. If exactly. it had been published, I think we'd be embarrassed because, like, the content that we were going to put in it probably was terrible. Yeah, and I can, I reckon I could probably email Leon from Hay House if he's still working there and I'd be like, hey, remember me? <laughs> Let's uh, do a book. <laughs> so speaking of Jared, it was about at the same time where he said, you guys need an app. 
let me help you build it. And he helped us build the Get Mary app, uh, the recipe app, which again, we saw such a huge success. I mean, I always get memories of it when we launched it um, and the Get Mary app going to number one. Uh, and that was a really, really exciting time, like to see this app just like fly to number one in the app store. It was like, wow. That was, and again, that was like, wasn't that like thrilling? I mean, like these are all like the really high points, you know, when we talked about the that ebook, the sales just like pouring in. Uh, when the app was like going to number one in the app store, like they are memories that like are etched into my uh-huh. brain. Like I can take myself back to that moment and being like, oh my gosh, like because I think I was, we were not, we we were not staying because we were living with each other, but I was staying at someone's house and we were messaging each other. Remember, I was like screenshot, screenshot, yes. screenshot, like sending you it. I was like, yeah, I remember feeling really like a bit weird because you know. It was happening, and I was like alone in this apartment, and being like, like looking around. And now me. what? 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 What do I do? It's like okay, we're number one, and now what? Um, so the challenges were really working at this stage, and the business was really working, and we were really deep in the business world. Like our friends ha- were all in online businesses; they were all entrepreneurs. We'll, we'll call them, uh, and. We we loved the business side of it and we then created the Merry Biz Hustle, remember? And this, again, was similar a similar uh, set to, you know, our Make Life Merry Challenge, like a four-week program, but it was business-focused. So it was almost like a four-week challenge for your business. It was run at the end of the year. So we were we had promoted it like let's end the year with a bang. We're going to hustle because it was hustle culture was big back then. We're going to hustle our way to the end of the year and get stuff done. Um, we had 49 people sign up for that. And again, I like I think back to that and I think, well, that's huge. That's amazing. Like that these people, um, that we had that success and I feel really proud of it. And I feel really proud of that program. Actually. I remember like people got so much of that out of it. You know, we brought together so many amazing people to teach. Yeah, who did we have? We had we, Dan, I mean, we, we, yeah, we, we had, had Dan. Nathan from Founder Magazine. We had Nikki from Styling yeah. You, who we still work with. We had Karen, yes. Karen from um, now she's from Unstoppable E-commerce. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, she yeah, like yeah. she's you know gone on to do even more amazing things, but she was like our Facebook ad and um funnel specialist. So, you know, we gave I guess all of these people who joined had this access to these amazing people. And then alongside that, we also shared all of our own strategies, all of our own templates with these people, um, our Meribiz hustlers. Yeah, I mean, like, it was so cool. And, I mean, in the end, we didn't even have a big business market because we were ultimately recipe Mm. bloggers. Like, there's only a small percent of recipe uh, people who are interested in online business, but we did really well. and. But I I do remember, and this is a good lesson to share, we were kind of disappointed because we thought we could do more. We thought we could get more. And, I mean, it's an ongoing thing where, you know, what's a realistic goal for you? And this is why we are really big on high-low goals, like creating like a low goal and a high goal and then, you know, hoping to just land in the middle but not being disappointed if you get the low goal mm. and obviously being uh very excited when you reach the high goal, but it does make it a little bit uh, more of an enjoyable process. And I guess 
less uh, potential of feeling like you have failed because that feeling can really get you down. So it's like this this little trick that we use, high-low goal, it helps you stay really positive. And, I mean, obviously in business, like, you need to be making money, but there is a kind of portion of like, okay, well, if I get this mark, like, that's enough. It's yeah. worth it. It's like it's just worth it, and it's a great it's a great uh, result regardless. However, I'm going to try and get more. Mm. And the thing is, it's like there's always like, especially when you have your own business, it's very hard to not want more. Like it's hard yeah. to it's hard to be like, okay, like well, I've reached that goal now. Now what? And you know, this is yes. really where I guess, and we haven't even we haven't got to this part yet, but this is where the yoga philosophy has really helped us with our business journey, um, and being mindful of uh, that trap, I guess, because when you are thinking only like that and you have no gratitude and you have uh, no contentment, then the process isn't very enjoyable. And from very very early on, we really wanted to create a joyful experience and I'm not going to say every day is filled with buckets lo- bucket loads of joy and I'm not going to say that we don't struggle because I know I definitely struggle and I definitely have moments where I struggle with my mindset and I fall backwards and uh, I find that really hard to like keep a positive mindset but luckily I have Emma, who is um, really good at that and seems to be able to pull me out whenever I need. And that is another big lesson, like have your support network, like doing your own thing isn't the easiest road. Um, So having other people by your side who you can turn to when things feel really dark or really low so they can remind you actually you have everything you need right now. Um, and just keep going. Like, we've just got to be resilient here. We've got to pull ourselves up. We've got to try something new. Like, that Mm -hmm. is business. Like, that is business. And if there's one thing that we've learned recently, you know, we only fail when we give up. Like, that is, like, kind of that mentality. Like, the only failure is when you stop. So just keep going. And that's not failure. That's just lessons and that's just, I guess, life experience. Mm -hmm. So, Mary Biz Hustle was amazing. Hey, at the same time, we we heard about this recurring revenue thing, like oh, yes. memberships. And we're like, well, well, what could we do? We want a membership. Like we're kind of sick of this launching, like launching a program, spending all the money, launching a program again, <laughs> spending all the money. We Oops. hadn't really understood cash flow forecasting and that we just thought, look at all this money in our bank. Let's spend it. Um, and then when we heard of this recurring <laughs> revenue model, we really liked the sound of that. So we put um, recipes into a membership. We called it the Merrymaker Club. And basically it was very simple. Every month, everyone would get a one month, a one week meal plan. Uh, oh, we loved it. And then we hated it. And so we shut it down and we actually ended up refunding people because people had paid the year, like a year of membership. And we didn't even want to finish out the year. We were like, no, like we cannot. (laughs) And so I remember like pro rata refunding people for that. The great thing with what we did with all of that content was because we actually got a professional photographer to do all of the imagery for those meal plans. And we thought, well, let's not 
put these to waste. Let's do another hard copy book. And so that was the second book. Um, really beautiful book. Still looks really great. Uh, one thing I would recommend, don't get a spray tan when you're having a photo shoot for the front cover of a book. Like, especially back then, they, they look very orange. And I feel really grateful that I'm not addicted to spray tans anymore. Like, for like not I mean, me, not just for that reason, but like, come on, like, my skin is beautiful. Yeah, we look like Oompa Loompas, like orange <laughs> skin. It's it's pretty hilarious. But, yeah, we were very addicted to spray tans. Uh, but this will make sense as we continue on the path and where we lead because that's part of it. You know, we were creating this amazing business, but we were still like we still were quite controlled by, um, you know, the the external looks. And, I mean, when you're in the online space and and the comparisonitis, not only on business but what you look like and especially in the wellness world, which is what we'd found ourselves in, uh, you know, we were still feeling, we were kind of feeling like imposters, I would say, at many stages of the business uh, because of maybe we weren't what, was you know a a health blogger we didn't look like what a health blogger would look like potentially or we felt like that anyway so it really kind of shows that we the business was so connected to our personal lives and I'm not saying all businesses need to be this but definitely ours was and this is why as we continue and you know we change paths you'll see you know, why the personal connection kind of works. And it actually was a big blessing for us to be so connected to the business. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that front cover is pretty funny. Um, everyone's at home now who has the book is going to pull it out and look at it a little bit harder now and realize, oh, yeah. Um, and now, and look at our skin now, find a photo of us now. And yeah. Like, oh, exactly. yeah, true. And so, about this same time, we received an email from a producer from uh, the show SBS Insight. So oh, yeah. we received a a very, very exciting email. Oh, my gosh, they want to feature us on their show. SBS Insight, by the way. SBS Insight did this. Yeah, they did. Can we allow to say that? Well, it's the truth. Like we never. Well, we it was on sign, TV. Yeah, and we signed no NDAs either, like yeah. non-disclosure agreements of like sharing our experience. So this is what happened. Um got an email very very excited because media obviously had been a really big part of our journey you know we'd been on the front cover as emma said of city news canberra weekly we had been featured in women's health at this stage we'd been on the cover of gold coast bulletin the little wellness magazine thank you rach for um, organizing mm. that um jill hogan down in canberra put us on the front of the canberra times uh, yes. like, it was like you know we had a lot of media experience so our belief was that any PR is good PR, right? Um, and I was really excited this about <laughs> this TV opportunity. And, you know, maybe I should have learned because we've got to mention before I'd been on the show Recipe to Riches, it was a reality TV show, and I think I got kicked off on the first episode. But even just like how they edited that was so um, awful. No, I'll interrupt though because we said yes because it was SBS. No, I we know just, that's, yeah, no, we, that's true. We said yes because we thought, well, you know what, like they have some integrity mm. uh, and that was our belief around SBS and how wrong we were because they literally used us. Mm. And, I mean, we had this amazing day where the producers and the cameraman came to our house. They came into our house and spent a whole day filming us. We baked the kitchen, for them, cooked for them. We baked for them. We had a really fun day with them. 
Uh, you know, we went on the beach, got B-roll. We were like, this is going to be so cool. Uh, we just should have dug a bit deeper and we should have asked like, no, firstly, we should have watched an episode of SBS Insight because we had no idea what the show even was. Lesson, Oops. lesson. Big lesson there. And secondly, we should have asked like, yeah, what is, what's the actual topic? What's the, what's the pitch? What are you, what's the, what are you trying to share? Because then a few weeks later, we, they flew us down to Sydney, put us up in a nice hotel. We were really excited to be there. And we were in the audience watching this, this panel and it became very clear Can I interrupt? why we were there. Can yes. I interrupt though? Because you said like, we should have questioned what this was about. Yes. We were under the clear th- thinking that this was a good thing for us. Not yes. not once did they mention that no. the show was about what what it turned into. What they told us was features on food bloggers. So like they lied to us. So like it wasn't that we were dumb. It's that they were sneaky, and that that is the absolute truth. They absolutely right. they hid the truth on purpose because. They wanted us to be completely blindsided and yeah. they wanted us to say yes because if we'd known the real reason, we would have said no. It's so true. Like they they um they f- saw our naivety mm-hmm. and they used that. They saw that as an opportunity. Yeah, so you said we were in the audience, there was a mm. panel and there was mm-hmm. a clear moment where you realised, oh, my, I know why we're here. Mm-hmm. Because on the panel, I think there was about three people, and to me, they were you know early twenties. I would say one male, two females. I think. And as the lady, what was her her name? She was so mean to us. The uh, the lady who used to host it, Kate, someone maybe I forget I her forget. name. It was traumatic. She, her face is etched into my brain. And let me just remind you, like, there's cameras everywhere. And we're in this audience. Live audience. Like live audience. People are around us and we're watching this panel and they start interviewing them and they start to share about their eating disorders. And I'm like, huh, hold up. Like what is this about? And then the question arises, like what do you think of fitness influences and wellness influences? Are they contributing to your eating disorder? And then we're like, oh, we are those people like we are representative of this very large uh, group of people who are recipe bloggers fitness influencers and let me tell you like we were not the ideal people to represent that because like firstly we weren't even fitness influencers we never even talked about exercise back then uh we weren't even like we weren't promoting six packs we weren't promoting our bodies like we never put ourselves in the pictures we didn't do before and afters even back then like we never like we talked about weight loss a little bit but not even all the time like we didn't even talk about that so we were were not good examples no and so then that question happened then they played the (laughs) b-roll yes oh yeah wait then so they asked the question to the panel the panel's like absolutely yes this is exactly what contributes and fair enough fair enough for you um and that is I agree some 
fitness influencers would contribute to that. Absolutely. Yeah, but we each have a responsibility because you know what else contributes it? Contributes to it? Everything else. Everything. So then after this question, they went on to play this amazing little um, interview with us where they'd done the B-roll and, God, what great timing to show that. And then they just throw to us, like, and what do you think? And, you know, if they had dug a little bit deeper and actually read our story and asked some more questions, little did they know that Emma actually suffered an eating disorder from, you know, age 17 to 21, and it was actually the the, the paleo lifestyle that helped you overcome that. But they didn't exactly. know that. So it was like no. this, it was very, I can imagine for you, Emmy, like such because you were, you know, you suffered from an eating disorder, even more confronting to, to just be yeah. like, what? Like, and like very confusing. And well, yeah, I was so upset that, you know, like I, I haven't watched the footage ever and I don't know if it's even findable anywhere. Uh, however, I just remember being so close to bursting into tears in front of the cameras and being like, you know, the my face went red, my neck went red and like I was shaking and like completely on the spot. And then I think it was also then people started, you know, in the audience started to like uh, also like pick at us. Like, remember that lady behind us was really rude? Like, she was a dietitian or something, and she was quite, quite mean to me. And all I'm trying to say is, I've had an eating disorder. Like, like I'm not the problem. And, you know, we're grateful for it now. However, it was pretty traumatic. Like, we got home, and we'll mention Rach again. You know, Rach, she used to work at the Bulletin. She's been in media for a long time, and she really helped us kind of, like, get through it. And we did actually write a big piece on the whole experience but we never published it because we were like stuff it let's just like move on let's forget Mm -hmm. about it it made us really stop in our tracks and question everything we were doing and ultimately that's what has led us to where we are today so we can be grateful for it now however it was a really awful experience and you know we've talked about it a few times before but you know I think now as I'm in my mid-30s it feels even more awful because we were so vulnerable and I don't think that would happen now because, you know, it's so, uh, like, it would, I think people in the audience and the viewers would actually notice how bad that is, whereas back then it was kind of like it was okay, it yeah. was allowed, whereas, you know, we did have our own community members, like, check in on us. Are you girls okay? Like, when it went live, are you okay? Like, they knew how bad it was. Yeah. But obviously it was a few weeks had passed and the emotion had kind of left by then. And we were like, we're over it. We're not watching it. Stuff it. It was awful. But as Emmy said, it did kind of, it. you know, it, the recipes had already, we'd already been questioning it. We already had lost yeah. a, a, quite a lot of joy for the recipe creation process and, you know, host doing meal plans and hosting challenges regarding food. Like the joy had already kind of left a little bit. And so this experience kind of almost gave ourselves permission to be like, well, stuff it. Like we're not going to do it anymore. Like this doesn't bring us joy. This isn't our bliss anymore. Can we have a moment to just do nothing? And I remember messaging our friend Bridget um, from Biddy Tarot. Again, this friend we met at Tropical Think Tank. So see how all of these networks are so, so, so very important in our journey. I remember messaging Bridget and being like, I am just like struggling. Like I need 
like, and she was like, do you want to chat? And like, Bridget is so beautiful. Like she just like gave us time. Like she just, yeah. she, you know, got on the call with us and asked us like, you know, what's happening? And we just told her pretty much everything. And we just told her like, we feel like this is like, like we don't want to do it anymore. Like we don't, we don't want to do it. And like, that was a really big scary moment because yeah. from that point, from that point and then before, our identity of the Mary Mega sisters, like it was food. Like that yeah. was what we did. So to think like that wasn't going to be it anymore. Like I couldn't, I was scared. Like what was the future going to be like? What 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 could we change this into? Like I didn't really know. Um, and Bridget told us, like, you just need to have a break. Like, can you afford to do nothing? for a couple of months. And it was lucky that we had um, received a grant, an export marketing grant. Uh, If you're in business, you probably have heard about that. And we could afford it. So we did. That's exactly what we did. We took the time, two to three months, I think. That was what we would call our beach bum era. We just went to the beach because we kind of missed the whole part of us moving to the Gold Coast, didn't we? We missed the Gold Coast. In 2016 and before this, rewind a little bit, we did move to the Gold Coast. Uh, And this was because we found ourselves living in suburbia in Canberra, running a business from home, and we were like, hmm, this feels a bit uninspiring. We need a a sea change. So we did do that. Uh, So it was kind of like the perfect place to be a beach bum and to be taking space because the beaches are just glorious here. So we got real tans at that stage, didn't yeah, we? we did. I mean, nowadays I'm, you know, we had a little short phase of not being super sun smart and I'm glad it was a short phase because now we are very sun smart. But back then we just spent like a lot of the days at the beach enjoying the sun and kind of like allowing for space. And at this time, Carla, remember you signed up for your yoga teacher training uh, and this kind of changed everything. I mean, rewind a little bit. We also had been going to a yoga and Pilates studio, Essence of Living, and we found that we were just loving these movement practices. Mm. We were finding so many new friends at the studio. It was a really great place for us because, you know, we had just moved to the Gold Coast. We didn't have a network. We didn't have friends. So it was a very positive place for us at that time. And so I feel much- like it was... So many fun memories. Yeah, I mean, and this was like you come to the Gold Coast now and there's like a Pilates or yoga studio on every corner. But back then, like Essence of Living was the studio of the Gold Coast. Like there were no studios. It's actually crazy to think about that. And that was just in 2016. Yeah. Not that long ago. Um, So it was always packed. I remember those days. But 2017, was it, was when you did your yoga teacher training? Yes. Was it it 17 or 18? 17, yeah. 17. So you did your yoga teacher training and she was just loving it. Like every weekend she would get back and be like, oh, my God, I learned this, blah, 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 blah. And like just literally like you were blossoming. Like Carla was changing because, you know, she'd had a rough patch with the nose job story. So like if you have been listening, you know she had the two nose jobs. And I think she'd only had the first one at this stage maybe. Oh, no, you had the two by then. I had the two, yeah. Yeah, and I think that really took a toll on your self-esteem. So the yoga teacher training really helped you get out of that funk. And then it just so happened to be that I went through a breakup at this time 
So it was a really bad time for me because, you know, on the weekend she was gone. So I was left to my own devices of being in depressed mode on the weekends where I would just like watch YouTube uh, documentaries, depressing ones, and then like walking, walking, walking. I just remember I'd walk and walk and walk and I actually injured my foot walking so many kilometers. I was really sad and I was seeing Carla become really happy. Um, And then it just so happened that the Pilates teacher training got launched, didn't it? Mm. So I was like, oh, look at that. And you were like, you should sign up. And I was like, no, no, no. And then remember we were at Biscuit Cafe. I remember we were on one of those two-seater little tables. We were facing each other and we talked about it before and then I just said to you, Carla, I'm going to sign up. And you were so excited and I was like, oh, my God, I feel really good about this. And you know when you're in a depressed mode of like after a breakup, like, there's very few moments where you kind of, you know, those few moments where you feel a glimmer of hope when you're really sad and it's like, oh, that feeling is just like magic. And yes. that's what I felt when I signed up to that Pilates teacher training. I was like, oh, like it's going to be okay. Like maybe life is good. Yeah. And like, wow, what a time to reflect on. I know. And this really led to so much. And like how special because the last four weeks of yoga teacher training for me combined with the Pilates. I think all the last three, I can't remember. So it was really nice because you'd actually been like meeting some of the people on my yoga teacher training. You'd be meeting us for, we'd have our breaks and I would invite you. And so you met them and then you would then start the Pilates, you started the Pilates. And so you already knew the people in yoga. So it was, it was just such a fun time. It was Um, so exciting. However, I do remember one moment was quite hilarious because the teacher wasn't there your first week and I was like telling everybody what to do. I was like, okay, already so, the teacher. So like there's this thing and like go and do this and like put your stuff here and stuff like that. I'm like <laughs> it just makes me laugh. And it makes me laugh. It's it's hilarious because it's like, you know, we would never do that in our business, like leave it like so up in the air when these people you know day one of a Pilates teacher training but anyway it worked for them so you know lucky they had all the staff like you or the the trainees like you that helped them absolutely but you know it was quite hilarious so this is the moment where we refound our bliss because we couldn't stop talking about yoga and pilates and we couldn't stop doing yoga and pilates it was this big moment where we reconnected back to that initial feeling of bliss like right at the beginning and how how powerful is that where you can reflect and realize i felt the same thing for different moments in my life and that helped me make decisions. So this is where, you know, mindset tools really help you. And if you have something that you can connect to, like for us, it's follow your bliss because this helps us navigate our way through the unknown that is this 10-year journey. Like we didn't know where things were going to take us. We just had to tune in and make decisions and and hope for the best. That was pretty much it. So we both became certified. I was starting to teach in real life in the studio. Emmy, you started to teach, you know, we got invited, I should say, to teach in the studio. And uh, it wasn't long after that where it was 2018, the start of 2018, <laughs> and I said, okay, we got to make a program because this is our bliss and now it's time to follow it. We did a program before with food. Why not do one with yoga and Pilates? And this was the beginning of the Merry Body four-week 
program. And this is where we leave you at part two because I can't believe we're turning into part three. (laughs) We'll see you next week for part three. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.